Yeah, hi everybody, I'm John and I'm an alcoholic and sober today. And really honoured and privileged to be here. Um, good one, yeah. Yeah, I'll apologise in advance if I'm uh, a little bit drained. I was at an AA party last night and partying up till the early hours and singing and dancing without a drink in my hand and <laughs> it's pretty big stuff and I was thinking, boy, I hope I've got a voice left tomorrow. Anyway, uh, this meeting's all about step six and I uh, thought I had ten minutes to share on it and I've been told I've got twenty and I was thinking, no, I just did a quick check on the big book this morning. We've got one paragraph about that big on step six. <laughs> So bear with me. Yeah, I, uh, I came into recovery about 17 years ago and uh, I like to believe that I've been trying to work the steps ever since. And, uh, but it's quite funny how recovery works and life works. Is when I was asked to do step six and I had a look at it again and I thought, I believe that I really skipped it. And I'm saying this because anyone else here doing the steps, don't make the mistake I did because I think I cheated myself for a lot of years by not really doing this step thoroughly. I believe I got the step first five and, and I had to struggle with that because I didn't have a belief in a higher power. So that took a lot of working through but thinking about it, I believe I got the step five and then um, thought that was it. I'd had a good look at myself, I dumped all this stuff on another human being and God admitted it all and then instantly went into making amends, you know. and. Uh, and I believe the reason that happened is because, this is for me, I did it without a sponsor, you know. I, I was one of these people that came in um, in a combination of I know it all, you can't tell me anything, and also I've survived all my life on doing it my way and, and it's a bit of a control thing, I think. And uh, so I was really reluctant to put my uh, life or recovery in the hands of some other human being. And I think I paid a price for it. You know, I didn't pick up a drink, but I think I cheated myself again. A good sponsor might have helped me work through those steps instead of me doing it my way. And my way never worked. Never has, never will, you know. So um, a few things there. Yeah, that, that sponsorship is so important, I believe, in early recovery and maybe in later recovery as well. Uh, to have somebody there that we can just get some guidance from. So anyway... Uh, like I said, I went on and I went my merry way and I've, uh, I'll get the defects and, and what step six is all about in a minute is just to build up, but I believe the next thing that I did that, that deprived me of doing this step properly was I got involved in working with people in recovery and my drinking is a, a long history of drinking with people and even relationships at the end, always somebody a little bit further down the track than me, you know, so hey, I didn't have a problem, I'm all right. They're not, you know, and uh, I did the same in recovery, I believe. I started my recovery and then I work and started working with other recovering alcoholics and so by working with them I don't really have to look at me, you know, because I'm, I'm helping them and I'm doing all this stuff. And uh, about 18 months ago I quit that, well, to a point. I got out of this rehab that I was working in for many years and managing that and uh, I was going to start living for me and uh, unfortunately I caught up with another recovery centre <laughs> on the other side of town but it's not the same pressure and it's not full time and I haven't got time for me. And the beauty of this centre is we do a lot of 12 step stuff of um, different fellowships and we do a steps group over there. And God works in strange ways, you know, because there's a lot of people in early recovery, we've been doing step one to five and recycling it and recycling it. But a few weeks ago we actually moved on to step six and it's given me a chance. It's funny how no coincidences, I believe, 
things happen the way they're meant to happen. So now we're up to step six and uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And like I said, about seven, 16, 17 years ago when I was working through the steps I could have done this, I, I believe I'm still doing it right here, right now. I'm starting to really look, dress it uh, because there are still areas in my life that I call defects. You know what are defects? So I have to look at this. What's a defect? Um, I mentioned the seven deadly sins a lot in the 12 by 12, you know, the pride, gluttony, sloth and all that. Yeah, they're obvious defects, but I'm looking at other defects within me, defects that I identify. And then, um, and they can be like, why well, I've got this chronic disability to love myself at a deep level. To me, that's a defect. That's a horrible defect. I can love you, I can do things for you, I can put my life on the line for you. But do it for me and maintain it. No, that, that is one thing I can't do. And to me, that's a defect. Defects are not always clear. Um, another one, another classic chronic defect that I've got is um, why do I need your approval to feel good about myself? You know, like, like why, why, why do I have to have somebody else's approval to feel good about me? Why can't I just naturally feel good about me um, without that? That's another defect I believe that I've got, you know. And... Uh, we're entirely ready to have, yeah, God, you can have them. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't want them because um, those defects are retarding me. I believe they're retarding me. The, the obvious ones are greediness, pride, the, all that stuff. I can see them. They're like trees in the forest. I'm not going to trip over them. They're big. I can see them. And um, I know when they come <coughs> into my life because I don't like it when it happens, you know, like... Uh, I dropped a guy into DePaul Dehacks, Detox, Dehacks, Detox a few weeks ago and I was feeling very spiritual, very, very good. Oh, aren't I good? Aren't I a good 12-step person? I've got this poor suffering alcoholic and I got him into Detox and I got back in the car and I drove around the corner onto uh, Victoria Parade and, and two seconds later I'm chasing a guy down the road and I'm going to jump out of my car and I'm going to bash the hell out of him, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to stomp him and I actually chased him off the main road into a side street, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand what it was all about now. I understand. Look, I, I've still got, you know, things. I hope nobody drives four-wheel drives here and uses mobile phones when they're doing it. I hate them. I've got this passion about them. I get, but um, I got cut off by a four-wheel driver on a mobile phone. And, <laughs> and it just triggered me and I was off in all this road rage stuff and, and I followed him around, but, but I backed off. That's the difference now. That's the difference now. What are you doing? Back off, you know. And the thing I brought this up, I don't like this part of me that gets angry and I don't like that now, so I can see that. But I'll, uh, yeah, but I understood too. I understood what it was that triggered it. It was this guy on his mobile phone didn't see me, drove his big thing in front of him, and it's all about, hey, you didn't see me. It's all about my pride, my ego. You didn't take any notice of me, and that's what I responded to, you know. But that's it. I mean, as I'm saying, I can see that when I'm angry, and I don't like it. I get road rage, not road rage a lot, but I'm calling people dickheads or idiots while I'm driving and, I, and as soon as I say it I think I don't like that I t stop saying that you know so, <laughs> hope, you, hope you have a nice life hope you're going home to a beautiful thing <laughs> you know I've got to think like that but um, but as I said it's this underlying stuff this underlying of uh, a good example look out at this healing centre that I'm working out at and we have beautiful meetings out there on Friday night Thornbury I'll give it a plug for it Thornbury Friday night and Monday steps meeting at 12.30 and we put a bit of food on and tucker and all that and it's a really good environment to have meetings on. But um, 
We do healing stuff out there, not just AA, because it's about physical, mental, spiritual. And so we do try to cover all these areas. We've got people walking and looking after themselves physically. But we started this yoga breathing course, and I loved it. I, I got so much out of it, and it made me feel good. It made me feel great. It made me feel 20 years younger. It made me feel really healthy and alive, and I was getting up at 6 in the morning and doing all this stuff and feeling brilliant. So naturally, I stopped doing it. Because <laughs> it's making me feel good, you know. <laughs> And hey, I'm, I don't, I'm not used to feeling good. I, I don't, you know, I'm not allowed to feel good. There's something that. And it's back to that defects. That's what defects to me are all about, you know. Um, and as I said, look, I, I could have been working on this step 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And uh, I, I've got to say, I've had a great life since I put down the drink. I've had a fantastic life. I have things happen to me that I could not possibly believe that would happen to me. My type of drinking took me to a riverbank. Uh, I was on a riverbank, I was in rags, I was total derelict, up in the hills in Victoria up here, and um, at the end of it I had a shotgun, you know, ready to blow my head off my shoulders. That's where my drinking, that's where I finished up. So the last 17 plus years that I've had it have just been fantastic. Every day is a bonus for me. I love every day. And I was told early, and this is one of the things that kept me here, that nothing but the best, nothing but the best. We deserve nothing but the best. And uh, so I'm cheating myself by not doing that sixth step and getting the very, very best, you know, that's on offer. So that's what I'm really aware of today. Uh, yeah, I think I've got the 10-minute thing and <laughs> I was just run, actually running out thinking, what am, what am I to talk about now? Because uh, well, I thought I had 10 minutes to, to share on this, so I sort of planned in my head I got 10 minutes, then I was told I got 20. And that's what they did to me in AA when I first come. They said, you've got to do 30 meetings in 30 days. And, oh, yeah, okay, good little boy, go and do your... Halfway through, they say, you've got to do 90 meetings in 90 days, you know? I think, oh, that's how they keep you here. They just keep up on the ante, you know? They just, just keep... And of course, it's all about me, you know. They're, they're only doing this for me. Oh, God. But I, uh, as I said, look, I love, I love it. These steps, every single one of them. I know I'm supposed to confine myself to the sixth step. But as I said, there's only one tiny paragraph in that big book about the sixth step. <laughs> but I can understand now how it's almost like a linchpin to the others for me. As I said, I did the first five. I skipped six and seven and jump into the others, and I pay a price for it. I'm going back to revisit that now. And as I believe, there's no, as I said, I come up from a bank, I didn't believe in this God, I thought it was for sick people, people dying, one foot in the grave, weak people, you know, not for me. Um, now I totally hand over on a daily basis, totally, God, you got it, and you can have it, I don't want it, <laughs> you know. And uh, funny thing, he does a pretty good job, pretty, pretty good job. Uh, so he can have all these defects, I don't know where that one came from, where it was going, but it's all right. Uh, so I guess the entirely ready now, entirely ready. I've talked about the defects to a point, and I'm still identifying my defects. I think, um, I guess, guess recovery's like that for me. It's like, like an onion, like peeling an onion. There's so many different layers, and every time I think I've got one layer off, there's this other stuff I've got to deal with. And uh, I suppose what I can talk about, and, and it could relate, and possibly, probably relates to the sixth step. As, as I said, it's one of those ones that I haven't really done, the sixth and the seventh. Um, and it's relationships. It's this inability to get really, really intimate in a relationship. I've been married a few times. I've got children and all that. And I don't believe, well, I know. I know my last relationship. I was at an AA wedding the other week and I saw these, this couple in each other's arms and kissing and really showing their love and their affection. And I dragged out my, uh, 
wedding photo from my last wedding and I'm, I'm not joking, there's me here and there's a gap here and there's my alcoholic partner there, you know, and that's our wedding photo. So that's, we both might have had a few problems with intimate relationships and uh, again for me it's back to that inability to love myself deep down so if I can't love me how can you possibly love me? So I'm not offering you a, a, a piece of garbage who wants to hug and love a piece of garbage, you know? If I can love myself and, and treat myself well and make myself a lovable person, I've got something willing to, you know, good to offer. And, uh, and that goes with my children too. I've got a good relationship with my youngest son. The other children haven't wanted to know me with good reason. But, um, well, I'm, actually, I'm going up, and this is what I mean about AA is fantastic, the recovery. And this is many, many years I've been recovering. This is my eldest daughter now, made contact and... She's got her own little kids and she's pregnant again. She wants me to come up to Sydney and, and spend some time and get to know her. And that's like, to me, one of the bonuses of AA. But I, I want to be this time, I want to be there for her emotionally and intimately. I want to be able to be there for her because I never was in the past. And uh, uh, so this sixth step for me is really good. I've got about, well, I'm going up on the sixth. I've got about a week to, to get this right and give it over to God. But keep going back to that short chapter, it's only a short step, <laughs> I could rush through it, it's taken me 17 years to get to it so maybe I can get rid of it in a week but I love this program, I, um, I would not be alive if it wasn't for it and I wouldn't have any, look I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be alive if I didn't have any quality of life, I would not want to be alive, I mean, I'd rather be drinking, I'd rather be dead, <coughs> if I didn't have any quality of life and the only way I get quality of life is these steps and uh, it's quite funny how they come one after the other, you know, how one leads into the other. Another thing I'll talk about here too quickly is surrender. You know, every, every, every time I move on another step, I think, oh shit, that's another way of surrender. It's another form of surrender, each one of them. And I need to have that drilled into me that I have to surrender. I don't very often get on my knees. The way I talk to my God is um, my way. But every now and again, I, I sort of say, now get on your knees. And this is just to remind me that I'm not in charge. He, it, whatever it is, is in charge. And it's a form of surrender for me because. Uh, just my lifestyle was pretty um, street level. Street level drinking is the best way I put it. And everything that went with it, it was all um, violence and jails. And when I did work, most times it was building sites and dockyards and all this, all this macho, tough stuff where the last thing you did, the last thing you did was show any signs of weakness and surrender, you know. No, if you, like, especially in the prison system, you surrender, people walk all over the top of you. That's the last thing you do. You cop a beating, you do anything, but you don't surrender. So... That was huge for me when people saying surrender to win, and I'm saying this doesn't make sense. How, you know, you surrender, you get walked over, you get beaten. And, but to me, this is what it's all about now: surrender every morning. And I haven't done it this morning. Uh, I'm doing it right here, right now, in front of all you people. I am surrendering. I'm handing my life over to, to my higher power because uh, when I do that, things work beautifully, and it gives me the opportunity to, um, yeah, do these steps and. Get the best that's on offer. Get the very, very best that's on offer. It's not worth, as I said, I've seen people, I've been around a long time and I've worked with people in recovery and I've seen this incredible revolving door. You know, so many people come in and go out because they won't grab what's on offer. And I've got a very, very, very good friend. Um, he's lying in a hospital bed now and he has been for a few years. A young man, big, strong young man he was too and is, well, he's, I don't know, he's fading away. And he couldn't surrender and he couldn't get this program and he tried and he was a beautiful person. He used to work with me at Gilliamble and he drank again and he got bashed and he's ended up a, a 
vegetable in, in a nursing home, you know, and it's so horrible to see because he couldn't grab this program with both hands. And uh, that's what it's about for me, no half measures. I believe it, the big book, the steps. Somebody summed them up once, 200, what is it? The wisdom of the ages summed up in 200 words, you know? The recipe for living, it's all there, but I can't do six, seven, eight, ten of them, eleven of them. I have to do each and every one. And they're laid out in order, and uh, I love it. When I was up the mountains finishing, uh, oh, finishing, I've got over here. When I was up the mountains, at the end of my drinking and that, there were very, very, it's dirt roads and it's mountain roads, and everyone was drunk and driving like idiots, including me. And uh, so, but there, there was very few road signs there, but the ones that were there, you really had to take notice of it. If it said, Go, slow down or something, you slow down. If it said sharp curve, it was a, it was a tight curve. Not, not like the ones here, you know, slow, where you can back off, you've got 10, 20 k's to play with. No room for error there, and it's very much like this to me. There is no room for error. Those signs mean exactly what they say. Each and every, there's not one wasted word. Not one wasted word. And uh, it's the same as the big book, you know. So look, um, I managed to stumble my way through that, and I really, really appreciate you all being here for me. Every meeting I'm at, I'll quickly finish on this. I was in, um, I started out drinking with people, you know, party time, all that. I finished up with my young boy up the mountains and I was going to take him into a mine tunnel to live. That's how isolated and, and detached from humanity I got with my drinking. So to have people, and this my recovery depends on people like you in rooms like this. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.